Welcome to Obey Your Strengths with Gallup Certified Strengths Coach, Kathy Kirsten. Hi, Strengths fans. Kathy Kirsten here, Gallup Certified Strengths Coach that loves to help people obey their strengths. I have decided in honor of International Women's Day that I would create a video that could be used as a webinar in your workplace or with groups that might be interested in celebrating International Women's Day. Of course, this webinar is good for men and women alike, but... It's International Women's Day. I've said it three times now. Let's celebrate it. This workshop is grounded in some research from Gallup from the five essential elements of well-being. And I'm going to present some information here to you today that will help you create an action plan around your strengths. The three things you're going to learn today are the most important question we could ask ourselves when it comes to our well-being. It's really simple. Well-being seems to be a complex science, but it's really not that complex. We can narrow it down to something, a simple understanding of what it takes to have career well-being. And also, I'm going to give you three ideas for boosting your career well-being immediately. And last but not least, we're always going to take action. I'm going to help you develop a strengths everyday action plan. So are you ready? Let's get started. Today's content is coming from the Gallup book called Well-Being, The Five Essential Elements. Now, this is an advanced copy. So if you go on Amazon, you're not going to find one that has the big red bold part on top because they sent this to me before it was published. But this is the information that I gathered this from. And what I can't wait to share with you today is how important the career well-being is a key driver. It's, it's a key driver to your overall well-being, which consists of four other elements beyond career. It also includes your social well-being, your financial well-being, physical and community well-being. But today we're focusing on career well-being. The first thing I want to share with you is that according to Gallup research, people with high career well-being are more than two times as likely to be thriving in their personal lives. So if you think about your overall well-being, the most important element to your overall well-being is your career well-being. And it all boils down to one simple question. It seems complex, doesn't it? But it boils down to one simple question. And that question is, do you like what you do each day? It doesn't matter how you spend your day. It doesn't matter if you're a college student, a stay-at-home mom, a career-focused executive. It doesn't matter. The question boils down to, do you like what you do each day? Do the activities make you feel strong? Do you feel like you're being leveraged for your strengths and the work that you provide and the work that you do? On the teams that you interact with, are you valued for your strengths? All of those things add up to, do we like what we do each day? And that's the number one question, according to Gallup, that helps us understand, do we have career well-being? And this stuff has high stakes to it, because if you're answering yes to that, so much more of your well-being will be increased and doing well. But if you say, not so much, I don't like what I do each day at work or in my career, or how I spend my time, chances are that you are under a lot more stress. Let me just give you some examples that Gallup has in their research. Consider what happens when someone loses a job and remains unemployed for a full year. Our well-being recovers more rapidly from the death of a spouse than it does from a sustained period of unemployment. And Gallup believes that that is connected to identity. 
So much of how we spend our time throughout the day and in our careers is connected to our identity. And that is something that's hard to recover from if we don't have a solid employment situation. On top of that, two-thirds of workers around the world are waiting for the bell to ring or for five o'clock so they can go home. And they have that similar feeling of, oh, I can't wait to get out of here at the end of each day. And they're ready to hit the door as soon as it's five o'clock or whatever time they get off and they feel miserable. Those workers also report having higher stress levels, higher heart rates. Even they did a cortisol and saliva survey, uh, not a survey, but an evaluation where they were tracking people's spit to find out how much cortisol they had. But if they were likely to have that get out of the clock, clock watching attitude at work, they had higher stress levels and it was documented. It's pretty amazing. But here's the thing. Employees that also on those same evaluation systems were rating themselves as engaged, they were having a completely different experience at work. As a matter of fact, people who are engaged in their job and they have high amounts of career well-being, they have similar happiness levels during the weekday as they do on the weekends. There are slight increases of stress during the weekday, but more often than not, they have a positive boost of energy and interest in the days that they're at work. Isn't that amazing? Now let's talk about stress, depression, and burnout. Oh my, the three terrible things. Did you know that heart attacks are more likely to occur on a Monday? Is that surprising to you? It wasn't that surprising to me because as a person who has suffered from having the Sunday night blues, meaning, ugh, I have to go to work tomorrow, I understand the boost in anxiety and stress that happens when you go to a job that you don't like. You know, my father also is a person who had a heart attack at work. And when I found this tidbit out, I called him and I said, hey, do you remember what day it was that you had a heart attack at work? And he said, no, I think it was a Thursday. And I thought, oh, yeah, well, this doesn't prove to be true on the Monday thing. But I know exactly why he had a heart attack at work. For years, his job was threatened to be laid off. He was threatened to be laid off. He was a baby boomer. He had been in this job since he got back from his years at Vietnam. He had been in this job for more than 30 years. And his organization had went through a transformational change and they were laying off workers. And my father had survived layoff after layoff after layoff. There was another round coming. The holidays were also upon us. It was actually the week before Thanksgiving in which he had his heart attack at work. So stress was really high. Thank goodness the man was never laid off. He ended up retiring a short year later after his heart attack. But I take stress at work very seriously, and you should too. And a 2008 Gallup study actively disengaged people were twice as likely to be diagnosed with depression. Can you believe that? Twice as likely to be diagnosed with depression. Also, workers who work 60 hours per week on a consistent basis are more likely to burn out. And the way to work against burnout, because we're all susceptible of burning out at work, with our phones, with our laptops, we're always connected. And sometimes in in high risk or high urgency jobs, we are connected all the time, are we not? That is a risk for burnout. But one way that you can work against burnout is spending 20 or more hours per week playing to your strengths. 
Gallup research shows that actually helps you keep from burning out and helps you perform at a consistent level. So that's enough bad news for now. Let's talk about what we can do to boost our career well-being. Gallup says the number one thing you can do to boost your career well-being is every day do something that gives you a chance to play to your strengths, to use your strengths, to obey your strengths. So the first thing in that is knowing your strengths. Now, whether you use the Gallup Strengths Finder, Clifton Strengths Finder, or you use some other type of tool that helps you identify the things that you're great at and the things that make you feel strong, you need to be self-aware. Being self-aware of what brings you energy versus draining your energy will help you in your career well-being. Aligning and being very strategic of how you spend your time in a way that plays to your strengths and gives you energy will make a huge difference in your well-being. The second thing you can do that will help you boost your career well-being is to identify someone who shares your mission and encourages your growth. Spending time around people who care about the same things you do, have similar interests, and have an overall personal mission that is similar to yours, or at least that they know yours and they encourage you to chase after your own personal mission, that's going to give you opportunities to live out your mission. That connectedness that happens, for especially for people who have belief and connectedness, that's going to reinforce a healthy well-being when it comes to career. Also, you got to continually be growing. So being with someone who encourages you and gives you access to resources, time, money, or tools that help you grow is awesome. So if you are a manager of other people, make sure that you are interacting with other people that helps them drive towards their own mission and helps them grow. The third thing you can do that will help you boost your career well-being is Put more social time in your calendar. Even if you're busy and focused on your work, you need to opt in to more social time with the people that you enjoy being around in at work. So that means scheduling in some social lunches, taking time to get away from your desk and go celebrate the birthday celebrations or the anniversary celebrations that happen within your team. If you're like me, You work solo, so I work from home most of my time. If I'm not out facilitating a workshop, I have actually put it into my calendar to take breaks and make phone calls to clients or try to have at least one coaching session a day so that I am interacting with another human being. I mean, I have woo as number 10. So this is very reinforcing for my woo is to have social time. It's absolutely necessary for my engagement, but it helps us all, whether you have woo or not, to opt in for more social time. So just to repeat those, number one, every day do something that gives you a chance to play to your strengths. Number two, identify someone who shares your mission and encourages your growth and and spend more time with that person. And number three, even if you're busy and focused at your work, opt in for more social time with people you enjoy being around at work. Now let's put all of this idea into an action plan. I have created a strengths everyday action plan for myself. I have created a spreadsheet that lists my top five strengths on the left. And then right next to it in the very next column, I rate myself and I say, my job gives me the opportunity to use this strength. And then I give it a rating. One means never and 
five means always. And there's three is sometimes, and that's in between. So give yourself a rating. Do I get to use my strategic, which is my number one strength? How often do I use it in my job? And I give myself a rating. So for instance, I might give myself the rating of four. And that helps me realize, well, I've got work to do to increase using my strategic strength every single day. In the next column, I might describe how I use my strength of strategic. So when I think about using strategic in my day-to-day activities, I think about planning. I need time to make a plan. If I can make a plan, I can work a plan. And if I have great plans, I can make them even smarter. That's my maximizer coming in, how it blends in with my strategic. But I love to think about how do I strategize new ways of doing something that's even more efficient or more impactful? So that's how I use my strategic on a daily basis. And that's a good idea for me to understand this is what energizes me. All of those activities I just described energize me. I might write down some ways that I would develop this strength in my work and life. And one thing that I've already put into action is that I've set aside time on Sunday afternoon to create my weekly plan. I think through my personal plan and my personal calendar. I also think through my working calendar because one way that strategic gets drained is by realizing that I could have bundled some activities and not had to do them all separately, that I would have created efficiencies. So for instance, this might sound simple, but if I wasn't planning in advance, I wouldn't get it. So in my personal life, I realized many, many years after being a mother who feeds five people every single night that I could bundle cooking meat Does that sound silly or what? But that's such a strategic activity. So the idea that I could cook chicken on Monday night and eat it Monday night and also make extra and use that same chicken on Wednesday night to put into an entirely different dish would save me time and cleanup. Man, I don't like kitchen cleanup. So if I can make that shorter, awesome. So that's just one example. Trust me. That Sunday planning activity for my strategic has made the difference in all of my work. No matter if it's sending emails, it's thinking about, oh man, when I'm emailing my client, I also need to give them three other things that are coming up, interact with me about not just the next idea. Strategic helps in all those things. Isn't that kind of a cool idea? Oh, I get excited about it. Do things like that. Jot down some ideas that would increase or develop each one of your strengths to help you use that strength more in your day-to-day activities. So that's your strengths everyday action plan. And then you put the plan to work. One way of making sure that you take an action plan and actually make it happen for yourself is to find an accountability partner. So I encourage you to find one other human being, someone you trust, someone that you enjoy being with, and share your action plan with them and give them a time frame to follow up with you. Ask them, hey, I'm starting this out. Would you mind following up with me in a week from now, two weeks from now to make sure that I am living out this action plan? I need that accountability. Most of us do. And that embeds it for us. And then we can talk about it and actually maximize on the work that we did together previously. So I thank you for tuning in. Thanks for joining me for this special career well-being video or podcast. And I really hope that you will celebrate International Women's Day by boosting your own career well-being. If you have questions, reach out to me through kathykirsten.com. I'd love to hear your feedback 
Or, of course, you could always listen to the Obey Your Strengths podcast, where I interview leaders and evangelists who are living strengths-based lives. Thanks so much, and have a great day. Obey Your Strengths is produced by Geek Day Media in association with Game Day Media Enterprises. Executive produced by Lorenzo Gomez, John Garcia, and Michael Largent. To learn more about Kathy Kirsten, visit her website, kathykirsten.com. That's K-A-T-H-Y-K-E-R-S-T-E-N dot com.